Hey man, how's Go. it going? Uh, you look like a movie star. And let me see if I have a volume. Oh, oh, there we go. Now I can. Can you hear. can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can see um, you. Oh, I have to go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I had to turn my volume like way up. I have a, I have my snowball ready. I think I have a pretty good. Yeah, camera no, looks good. Turn these lights down a bit. Your camera wiggles around a little bit when you move, but yeah, it looks pretty good. That's probably better. Silverstein, is that a band? Uh, yeah, I was just at the show last weekend. Here, I'm going to turn this light off here. Because this one is too bright. And then I can turn these ones up. That's better. Much better. Yeah, so I was just at the, uh, I was at the Silverstein show last weekend in Saskatoon. And it was an awesome... It was an awesome concert. What kind of music do they play? Uh, it's kind of more... Uh, God, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, like the emo music in, in high school that used to be like kind of popular. Um, like that pop punk. Uh, it was the summer kind of, of sadness. Like that kind of stuff? I don't know. I guess kind of. You could kind of Not say like that. Not like 90s? uh no it, it was, was like they were, they were coming out with me. new music at at the time um like 2005 2006 um so they were pretty can you can you play me a riff or how, how good of a setup you got over there um let me see i might be able to if i switch this over here i could hook up my bluetooth here and uh but no, yeah, they're an awesome band. And the thing I like about them too is they were awesome back then. And then they've been making um, newer music lately that's like just as good. So it was an awesome show. I was really happy to, to be able to go. But this is one of their ones. So they're like reincarnating like, not Green Day. Okay, sorry. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. You might recognize this one. This one was pretty popular back in the day. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was what I thought. Yeah, it sounds pretty good, man. Yeah, I know this kind of music for sure, but like, I'm not very well versed on music at all. Yeah, so that was, uh, I saw that they were on tour and they're they're a band they're just from ontario actually they're a canadian band and they were pretty big back then and i think like there's a lot of people that are starting to get more into that music now or it's i don't know it's kind of just more coming to the forefront i feel like there was a lot of people that were listening to it back then and yeah, uh, so. it's becoming I think it's more a lot of people are getting off the hip-hop train a lot of people are getting yeah off definitely the train you know Hip, yeah, I, I don't know. Hip hop's kind of starting to to die down a bit. I think rock's kind of making a, a resurgence again, and it's nice to see. It's nice to see people pick up instruments and yeah. and uh, yeah. and uh, use their their vocals for singing and not just rapping uh, a lot of the time. But it's uh, it's nice. I I love a lot of the the new rock music coming out. Uh, I listen to a lot of uh, like '90s rock nowadays too, like uh, '90s and early 2000s rock. Mm -hmm. uh i i like alice in chains uh music like that so oh, yeah shit if we like the opposite kind of music <laughs> uh 
Yeah, it varies. Yeah. I, I kind of listen to to everything. I'll I'll listen to rap every now and then too. But um, yeah. I, I find lately it's more it's more so kind of uh, I don't want to say older rock, but it is kind of considered older rock now. Yeah. Like I think that's that's what's crazy about it is you know back when like it was like two thousand and five. It was like if I was listening to music from like twenty years ago, well that was nineteen eighty five. If I listen to music twenty years ago now, well, that's two thousand and three. So yeah. like it's yeah, it's I, it it's just crazy. Weird. It blows my mind. It feels weird. What you're describing is what it feels like to be old, I think, right? Yeah, it's it's just yeah. kind of starting to, to finally hit. It, now that we've actually lived it, it doesn't feel like it's so far in the past. It doesn't feel like it's an era from the past. Uh, yeah. It just went by so fast and, and it's uh yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about that it's it's like I kind of know what it was like to live in the 80s now. Yeah. But it was like my 80s was the the 2000, so Yeah. Hey, and if you yeah, don't mind, if you don't mind cuz we're kind of like if you don't mind cuz we're kind of like rocking and rolling here. I'm just can I just do like a quick little intro for you as a as a cuz like I mean, I was going to get like talk to you a little more about hey, what this is what we're going to do and stuff, but it seems like you're pretty fucking like, let's just, this is good stuff already. Let's just keep talking. But if you don't mind, I'll just introduce who you are uh, so that anybody who watches me will then know who you are. You know, that's how we do it. So, uh, so basically me, you and I, you, we went to high school together, sort of. And uh, yeah. And so, and I always kind of, I'm happy to have you on the podcast. Uh, maybe you caught a little bit of it. I, you know, I seen you commenting every now and then. So basically we went to high school together. We didn't know each other that well, but I kind of always knew you as like the, you were like the funny guy and everybody kind yeah. of always liked you. And I, I always wanted that, but I, I never knew how to get it. Like I, I didn't know I was so antisocial. I, I just didn't know how to get it. Like I'm very unlikable and you're you know, very likable. The, the crazy thing about that though, too, though, is to me in high school, if you're going to gas me up a bit, you were like, a 10 out of 10. It was like athletic. The dude was good looking. You know, I, I remember you always had your hair done. Yeah. And was I like was just always like on point, always on game. And was just like, man, if I wish I could be like that guy, oh, you know, right. like, yeah. so if only we could combine our powers, we would. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to thank you for, for coming on and kind of sharing some of your, some of your opinions on things and, you know, basically being, being like, Hey, let's talk about whatever, which I, I really respect that, you know? And, uh, so yeah, here we are on the show. This is Canadian talk and this would be episode 62. Uh, so other than like music, cause I feel like we don't, I'm not a big music guy. I understand the art, uh, and that kind of a thing, but it's not really like one of my big things. What's like, what are some of your favorite things to talk about? Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much into politics, uh, American politics. I try to keep up with Canadian politics, but I find that, um, Canadian politics just aren't really on my forefront. I'm on Twitter a lot. Um, uh, but I, you know, I just don't find it very come, come up very often either that, or it's just very, uh, boring. I got to say, it's just the same old attack after attack over and over and over again. And I kind of find that even from from both sides to the point where I just kind of eventually just tune out. I, but, I find uh, that comfort. I find that comforting, not boring. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it becomes too repetitive. And I, I mainly mean like uh, 
especially when I go on Twitter, I have I have a secret Twitter account and then I have my main Twitter account. Sick. So my secret Twitter account yeah. is I only follow people on the left. Okay. And I want to get a gauge of what kind of you know craziness that people are saying on that side because honestly it is just really far out there a lot of the times and i kind of want to wrap my head around why do you come to this conclusion like why do you think about this on a daily basis and how do you kind of live your life because a lot of the time i feel like i just can't wrap my head around it and so i find a lot of it the left side of my twitter is actually a lot more toxic than the right side of my Twitter, because I follow a lot of right-sided people, but a lot of the people on the left that I that I find, they're only complaining about stuff. They only complain about stuff and they only talk about stuff that they hate and things that ruin their day and mm -hmm. things that make them mad. And it just, mm -hmm. it just blows my mind that it's like, I can understand how people can go on this website and yeah. just have a bad time all the time because there's just people yeah. posting negativity about stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what it is, is it's, it's like, it's, it's like for, it comes down to people wanting to make a difference or feel like they're making a difference. So to them, uh, to those types of thinkers, uh, they, they believe that complaining is, is helping. They feel that by complaining or talking about, oh, this, this is hard, that's hard they think that they're spreading awareness of the difficulty of life. I feel like that's what I feel like. I feel like everybody is motivated by what they believe to be good. I think at the end of the day, as much as it is insufferable to watch, like, like, and read, as you mentioned, uh, it is very interesting. So you consider, so you consider yourself sort of on the right side of uh, the spectrum. Is this what you're getting at? Um, you know, I, myself in 2016, I think is when the, initial election was when the liberals took over i had initially voted liberal i was very liberal back in uh you know probably back in that time it's almost um, like they, I, they used by the way if, I, if you don't mind i'll interrupt every now and then when i have like a good thought but i won't interrupt for a long period of time it's like they almost used weed a little bit to, to just kind of shove trudeau in there you know like i don't think you know, it, ever was, in. it was weed but you know another another thing that i really enjoyed that um trudeau was about back then was they they really supported families and i think that's absolutely something that is very important i have a family myself um but there's another thing and nobody talks about this anymore but they actually promised um not student don't student loan forgiveness but they promised we weren't going to let anybody or make anybody pay back student loans until they were making $25,000 a year. And poof, it just absolutely disappeared. I'm not somebody myself that has student loans, but I was like, you know what? That's a very good thing. That's a very common sense thing that makes sense. If people can't really afford to pay these student loans right out of college, then they should be able to be given some leeway until they're making a steady income and they can start paying them back. That sounds reasonable. It never happened. What ended up happening was the economy went to crap. Everything went more expensive. The carbon tax was implemented, so everything got more expensive. And it just, uh, it just, it just went to crap. It just went to crap. Housing, housing got expensive. Food got expensive. Gas got expensive. And uh, here we are. Here we are. Um, well, yeah. Back. Well, back to the cyclical thing, right? It just based on. I'll, I'll say a few of like the things that I see. And then I'll just we'll get around back to what you were talking about. I feel like it's very cyclical. Like during liberal governments, right? 
they they allow it's immigration. It's like it's all the aspects of each side kind of work against each other, but also work to strengthen each other. So like you'll have a, li a period of liberal government like we've had for the last eight or whatever years. And so we have our houses that are worth so much money now because all these people have moved here, which is good. Right. So but but what's bad about it is there's less jobs and, and there's these give and takes that 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 happen on either side, I feel like. Um, and, you know, to do with the student loans, uh, I think it's crazy. Like, I, I don't know much about it because I myself didn't have them either. Uh, but I've heard that they don't really they don't affect your credit. So I guess that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Myself, I've, I've never had to take out student loans at all. I um, I was able to uh, go through college without having to take out a huge loan. I went to the Western Academy Broadcasting College in Saskatoon. So I do have a degree in broadcasting in some sense. It's almost like a clown college, uh, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> if you if you kind of look it up, but uh, I do have I do have some background. I I've been in radio for I did radio for about four and a half years, and uh, wow. I've just been kind of working uh, random jobs uh, since then for the past probably like six years now. So it's been a while that I've been out of radio, but I do know how to uh, do a broadcast and and uh, do news stories and and things like that. Wow! Um, I know how to listen to the news, and I know. I don't know. It's just it's frustrating to to listen to the news nowadays because w back when I was in school, you don't report on anything that you can't absolutely verify. And what I started seeing was people were just wanting to be first to the story. They don't care if it's verified or if it's correct information. They just want to be first to the story and we'll put out the correction a week from now. And the problem with that is, is people will initially see that story and they'll believe whatever the lie is or the inaccurate information and they won't ever get that follow-up a week later. They won't ever see the updated information because why would they? Um, there's, it's, it's the exact reason why um, people kept saying Donald Trump was calling Mexicans rapists because <laughs> yeah. they, I don't know, some news story somewhere quoted it, yeah. but the actual quote was whatever it was, and nobody ended up looking into what the actual quote was. They're still pulling up these old news stories that are saying this is what he said, and it's inaccurate information. And it, it it's very frustrating because... I, I, just, I couldn't fathom doing something like that. I couldn't fathom putting something out that I can't verify myself and I know is 100% fact. And it's what we see news organizations do on a regular basis. And nobody really holds them to account at all. I don't know who could. Yeah. Well, it seems, it seems nowadays the government feels like it's their job to keep the peace socially so they control what the what the bigger news establishments say that's why they don't like this type of thing like independent the new media really is basically podcasts right where we can say whatever we want th that kind of thing would you agree that's that's new media that's like the new individualized yeah. media yeah, yeah absolutely um you know we if you don't have a boss over you or you don't have a manager over you that's saying, hey, we don't want you to talk about this. And especially what a lot of the news organizations nowadays, since they have a lot of sponsors, 
well, you can't say anything negative about Pfizer. You can't say anything negative about Moderna because Pfizer sponsors us for $300,000 a month or whatever, and they're getting that money. So they kind of have a say in that. Whereas the people that are that have smaller podcasts or that don't have that big corporate money in them, they have a little bit more leeway to like, hey, we don't have people that are pulling the strings. I run this show, and if I don't want something on the podcast, then I'm going to be the one that has that final say. Yeah. It's not going to be I like whoever's that up above, you know. So yeah. I like that model, obviously. I mean, right. I, I, I can see that it, it should be the only way to go, really. You know, uh, but, but again, back to the student loans thing. Like, to my personal experience on that, uh, like, I've been seeing, so, like, I just wish that people wouldn't get so stressed about it because it's basically, it's like what Donald Trump said in that fucking town hall thing when it came to the, to the, the, the American debt, it's just a psychological thing. Like it's don't people, I think people get too worried about money. Like, honestly, I know. So I, I dated a girl who was from South America for a while and she had family members it made me aware of this whole community and I found out that, and I don't know, there might be a nickname for this. This might be something that's known. They come to I, primarily Canada. That's all I know about anecdotally. And they go to university to the, to like the third year, they almost complete it. So they, they, and they don't, and they take out student loans. They just don't pay them and then leave. And then they don't Can have you to do that. I don't think student loans are international. So they, that's just what, that's just what they do. And I was like, man, and I'm, and I, I bring it up because like, I personally know three people who have done it where they have a hundred thousand dollars in student loans and just left the country. And it's like, so why are people here even caring about it? Like you just gotta, I don't know though. That's where, I don't know, you know, I guess at the end of the day, if there's going to take anything seriously, it should be money, but or else the whole system falls apart, really, you know? Well, I mean, and that, that's what what's so important, though, about if you do make that decision to take out student loans is that you kind of have to have a plan and make sure that you're going to be able to pay them back because you don't want to put yourself in, in that position, um, which is kind of one of the reasons why I didn't want to attend university because I knew that that was really going to be the only way I was going to be able to do that is if I took out student loans. And um, I don't know, it's kind of it's something that you need to have your future planned out that it's like, you know, exactly what you want to do with your life, what you're going to go to university for. But I wouldn't recommend anybody that's like, well, I don't know what I want to go to university for. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to make my parents take out these student loans for me. And then you're going to do like two years, three years of university and drop out. And then you've got thousands of dollars of student loans that you like they're worth nothing. Like you've, yeah, like yeah. it's just ridiculous. Exactly. Like, yeah, at least stay in university, but you can't go to university and, 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 and take your lesbian dance theory degree and, uh, you know, expect to be making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year, $300,000 a year. It's just not, uh, it's just not feasible. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I know, but yet to be smart with it. I know, but yet they think that it is like people out there think that, that that money will just get given to them. It's crazy. I know I wouldn't recommend university either. I feel like, you know, what's crazy. And I'm one of the rare ones who did, like I did engineering, which is a lot of people think it's a pretty applicable degree. And even after that, I, I really wouldn't recommend 
that. I would recommend, I would recommend, if you can get 50 grand from your parents when you first start out, I would recommend get a job where you can buy your first house, start there, rent and so forth and so on. But like, yeah, university really isn't that valuable. Uh, I mean, just go work for the government. That's pretty much the most secure job there is out there. Any yeah. job that you're going to get, I've found any job you're going to get with where they require university qualifications is always, they're always these temporary type jobs. Like even in, in, in construction industry, in the medical industry, in, in everything, in the financial industry, you know? So I'm speaking very broadly, I know, but I figure, I hope well, you're, you're following. Things have changed a lot too, since, you know, our, our parents went to university um, every, everything's different. There's a lot of ways to, to make a, an honest living that, uh, is on the same level as university education that you don't have to put yourself through amazing student loans. And, you know, um, I, I have two brothers that are journeyman carpenters now that did not have to put themselves through student loans and, and debt to get to where they are. And they make very, very good earnings for themselves. Uh, I have a brother that, that much, right? uh, basically right. is a supervisor on, on a job site now that yeah. has a crew that he tells what to do and makes a very, very, very good living. And, you know, that's a very respectable job. I have a lot of respect for, for both of my brothers for, for what they do. Um, because I, I don't think that I'd be really cut out for that kind of work. Otherwise I, I would be in the construction business and, you know, it, uh, it takes a lot of brain it and it takes a lot of brawn. It's not just uh, using your brain in, in a job like that. So, exactly. you know, it's, uh, it's important to not put any negative light on, on a trade, um, especially if, if you don't really know what you're going to be doing for, for the future, whether it's going to be university or maybe you do want to go into the, the trades because I know both of my brothers absolutely love it. It's, uh, yeah. I don't think they'd rather be doing anything else for, yeah. for a living, honestly. For sure. You know, the one thing that I have to say so far about this chat is I wish it wasn't over the video chat. Like we, we need to be more interactive with our interrupting and it's quite hard to, yeah. do, it's quite hard to do over the video chat, but that's all right though. We'll make it work. So, uh, that's awesome to hear, man. Yeah. It's cool that you have two brothers. I always wanted a brother. Um, and man, that's cool that you have such a big family. I saw that you like, you have like three kids, right? Like that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I do. I've, yeah. I've got three kids, uh, 10, seven and two. Cool. Um, yeah, we don't have to talk about that on the podcast children. Um, so you, do you like the UFC? Uh, yeah, you know, honestly, my, my wife would probably be able to talk your ear off more about the UFC than, than oh, yeah. I would. Um, but we've been, we've been watching more and more of the fights. Um, I watch them when, when they're on, she's kind of more, uh, in depth with, fighters and events coming up and stuff like that i'm more of the one that's just like oh yeah i kind of i know that guy uh um i have a few a few fighters that i like um oliviera is really really nice to watch Oliveira, yeah yeah um sure. he's lost me a lot see, of money it, it just goes to show guy. i'm not that i'm not that into it but okay. i do like okay. watching ufc i used to watch a lot back when brock lesnar was was fighting yes he was my favorite fighter back then and uh so we're starting to kind of get back into it more now but I, yeah, I got to see my wife is probably more into, into UFC than I am, but that's no, awesome. we, we love it here at this house. That's really cool, man. So yeah, you're married and everything. Hey man, I I've had yeah. my, my dating lives have been pretty, pretty not so good. It's been a little up and a little down and I've had some long-term relationships that haven't worked out. 
but I, I'm happy to say that I haven't lost any of my money. I don't have any kids yet that that are with women that I'm not with, which I think is a good thing because I think once you're having kids, I don't think you should leave a woman, you know, even if she's literally psycho. I think you kind of are stuck in there for 18 years, no matter what. Yeah, you absolutely have, have an obligation to uh, your kid, basically. Yeah. So. yeah, I think so too, man. You can't just leave your kid with a crazy lady. <laughs> you know? <laughs> absolutely uh, not. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, did you, so did you see the coronation? Um, you're, no, you're actually, French, right? I honestly, I don't honestly... <laughs> I don't care that much yeah. about the coronation. I don't. I, I, I believe you. You're, I saw, a, you're a French. I saw. I saw some uh, performances. I saw some. Uh, oh God, who was it? It was like Lionel Richie was yeah. singing, and it was like the most god awful performance I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, just die already. Holy shit! But I was like, why are? And then, and I saw Katy Perry was performing, and then I was like, I don't know if he's like a, a fan of American Idol or something. It's like why. Like, I mean, it's great for American Idol. They're like, we're going to get some of our judges at the coronation. But I don't know. I just don't, I don't really understand a lot of the appeal. I'm not against the monarchy, but it's just not, uh, it, it's, they're almost in like the same boat as like keeping up with the Kardashians. It's just like, I don't keep up with the Royals as much as uh, some people do. But I know like in, uh, in the UK, like there's huge super fans and I'm sure probably in, in Canada as well, but it's almost uh it's almost kind of like over the top like people didn't think that there was going to be a lot of people at that coronation like the streets were flooded for it like it's it's obvious people support the monarchy and people obviously wanted to be there you know i've been feeling like i've been starting to have a bit of a better understanding to it so let me just i'll say a small tidbit i have a question for you about broadcasting real quick too and we can go back to the monarchy but i i feel like so basically if i i'll i'll if you had to answer what is the biggest problem in Western democracy right now in one or like one to three words, what would it be? Biggest problem, Western democracy. It's okay. If you can't think of one right away, that's okay. So I don't, I don't know. Me, I don't want to say it. <laughs> to me, to me, I, 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 yeah, I get it. To say um, the biggest problem. To me, the biggest problem is, is uh, the public. So right now, the biggest problem in all of Western democracy, United States, Canada, is that we are electing these leaders fine and we're, we're sloshing back and forth between principles and laws fine to keep everything balanced, good, so everything's working. But we, we are having, we're, we're steadily seeing the public starting to polarize because they are disliking the leader, the one leader, even though the leader basically means nothing, like Trump or Obama or whoever's leading doesn't really matter. But we're seeing an increase in people hating that person and blaming that person. So and then so then I think about British democracy and I realize that they conjoined, you know, the royal family is a head of state. They have authority over the pres over the prime minister of Britain. So and and, and you, you see a lot less of that there. The public doesn't blame the politicians. They see the politicians as, you know tools in the cogs in the machine, which is what we should see them more as over here. But yet we see dudes driving around with fuck Trudeau stickers on their truck and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't think there should be any violent rhetoric in politics. I wish everybody understood it more, you know? Uh, yeah. So, no, so I think if more people were, were aware that there were more people making decisions within the parties, I think like a lot of the people that you only really see at the forefront are Trudeau and 
um yeah. christia freeland and yeah um you know even even figures like Catherine mckenna back then was was uh, a very prominent figure back in the liberal party and very vocal and the more vocal you end up becoming you almost be, kind of end up becoming the face of the party so i can i can definitely agree with you yeah i've been so, i've been saying for for months that if they end up having another election i don't see that trudeau will remain the leader for the liberal party that definitely i just not. yeah that's I just why they got singing in there or whatever to kind of split it up the coalition stuff yeah well he's i i honestly i think that after with with everything that that happened with the pandemic, I I think that he's just radioactive at this point. I think there's too many people that are against Trudeau that they're going to need a fresh face to take over the Liberal Party. And you know he's been leader for long enough. I I wouldn't blame him for not even wanting to to continue to be prime minister because I'm sure there's still a seat yeah. for him at the House of Commons. But yeah, so, um, I I just can't see if the Liberal Party does want to end up winning that next election. They need to get rid of Trudeau, but it's, I don't know who they're going to pick yeah, to be they their, can. Their, they wouldn't, their leader. It wouldn't be, it would be NDP or conservative. Like there's no way we'll have another liberal government after this long, but sorry, just, no, just jump back it. to my main, just back, jump back to the main timeline here. So that's basically my understanding of the political wing of what, what the British monarchy does for, for society other than charity and all that other shit. So anyway, uh, um, and uh, we, we'll come back to Michael Michael Chong. We're, we're in Canadian politics, but first, in broad in broadcasting, um, do they do they in broadcasting school? Because you said you had a degree in that, right? Yeah. Do they do they teach you guys when you speak and this type of stuff, and when you try to explain things? Uh, I guess you wouldn't be explaining things; you'd be reading prompters or whatever. Do they tell you guys to not talk about ethnicity? Like, are you much of an ethnicist? Like, in terms of you being, are you you're you're a French guy? Are you pure French? Are you Jewish? Are you what's what are what's your ethnicity? Um, I am a quarter French. I'm also a quarter Irish, a quarter English, and a quarter Scottish. Um, but my last Perfect name one. is is you're French. Uh, my the French side of my family has been in Canada since the 1690s. United um, Kingdom, the, Dr. Pepper. I'm the the 13th generation that has been born in Canada, uh, and I'm basically uh, old stock Canadian, if if you would say that. Yeah, or you look like a French Quebec. conquistador. You look like Quebec, a guy they would say to, uh, to win a battle. So, um, but no, actually, I had a cousin. My dad was just saying not that long ago. I I had a cousin that took one of the DNA tests. Um, because it's been kind of speculated that there's been some Native American in our family because we've been in Canada since like, like I said, like the late 1690s, mm -hmm. 300 years. And it turns out there's absolutely none. Uh, we are <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. just French. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess you look that a was, Irish uh, too. Yeah, that was interesting. But uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, Canadian French history that kind of ties into that, that it, it, it makes a lot of sense that I could do like a whole other podcast on um but uh i i consider myself to be french canadian i do have an english side and scottish and irish to me but um my last name is is french canadian and that's kind of basically the the family that uh i uh, most relate to basically for sure for sure are you fluent in french of course yeah i'm not no um my dad is my uh my grandpa moved uh from quebec to saskatchewan and he was only fluent in french when he moved here so we had to learn english very quickly because uh he was actually bullied fairly fairly harshly 
uh, from his classmates because he couldn't speak English. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, the, the crazy thing is, you know, I speak to a lot of, uh, uh, I've spoken to a lot of uh, people from Quebec and they have that, that French accent to them. And I, my, my grandpa didn't have that accent at all growing up. So it never yeah. really dawned on me that he was um, only fluent in French. Can I tell you my favorite here, thing about French he Canadians? he didn't have that accent. Can I tell you my favorite thing about French Canadians? What? I, my favorite thing about French Canadians is that I have to say that they are probably the most nationalistic of the white Canadians in Canada. They're the ones yeah, who are like, abs- keep our absolutely. language. This is our fucking land. This is... I, I kind of love that. Yeah, the uh, Quebec has been pretty adamant, and they lately they've been wanting to take immigration down because they find that it's going to be a threat to their heritage and their their language. And I think it's just crazy because it's honestly like name any other country or territory that's like that that they're like, no, we don't. Want, they're like, why do you not want more immigrants? They're like, we just don't want people not speaking French. <laughs> They get so annoyed by it. It's hilarious. I love it. It's like, it's like everybody just has to accept it. They're just like, well, I, I don't know. I guess like they yeah. literally voted for the people that all agree with it. So I guess there's nothing we can do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, like, oh, I was going to ask you. So, so you consider yourself a, a comedian now uh, and do you do video game streaming, right? Uh, occasionally i'll i'll stream every now and then um, and you play fortnite I'll, I'll post the odd the odd tiktok here here and there cool cool what's your what's your handle on tiktok or or other social medias that so that people can find you um so you can find me on twitter i'm at happy young guy um and i think on my tiktok is uh so <laughs> my tiktok i used to have a different tiktok but i figured out that the handle um, so there's world star hip hop and I changed my handle to world hip star hop. Uh, so that's my <laughs> handle on TikTok. I bet you get a bunch is, of like three uh, followers. Do you have a lot of followers or? No, I don't. I have maybe, uh, maybe close to like 125, I think on Twitter. And I think on TikTok, I have like 31 or something like that. Nice. Um, nice. so no, it's, it's, it's not a lot, yeah. but, uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter probably the most. I'm, I'm fairly active on Twitter. Um, so you can find me on there pretty much every every single day. Cool. Um, cool, man. So what video game do you like to stream most? Um, you know, occasionally Fortnite. Um, I still play a lot of that. And uh, Diablo Immortal, um, which is just like a mobile mobile game. Um, I like very, Diablo. Very but I only really know, play on but, the PC. Uh, yeah, yeah. Di- Diablo Immortal is just, uh, it's just a mobile game, free to play and it's been it's been a lot of fun you can do a lot, a lot of raids and stuff on there okay diablo um, immortal send me that check just in the mail i'll give you my address and uh you can also the For thing i ad. like about it too is you can hook up a playstation controller to your phone so you can just play on a controller you don't have to use the touch uh touchpad on your phone so that's uh that's nice too but uh yeah i try to stream occasionally but it's not it's not very often cool so so you're pretty good at Fortnite then, or? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, it depends. I play on uh, I play on no build mode, so I don't get uh, shit on too bad. But uh, yeah, it's, that's it's way fun better. To play. I uh, I played last season. Last season had some pretty good skins to unlock, uh, like the Doom skin and stuff like that. 
and I decided not to even bother buying this this season pass because it just wasn't uh, it wasn't interesting really at all. I think uh, one of the main appealing skins was like Attack on Titan, and that's a show that I just don't really uh, watch, so I just didn't uh, didn't really care. Maybe next season I'll buy it, but uh, uh, I just save up my V bucks from like the season that I play because you earn V bucks, and then I just buy the next battle pass with that, so it's uh, no loss. Oh my god, fucking awesome, dude! That's funny. That's funny and awesome. I have to say, I've never paid for uh, for Fortnite. No, neither uh, have I. You're so fucking <laughs> not, cultured, not man. Once. You make choices in your video game based on like your real opinions about like movies and culture and shit. I just don't have the time to consider everything to that extent. I don't know how you do it. Oh, I grinded so hard the season before. I think like once you got to level 99, you unlocked Darth Vader. And I was like, I have to, like, I have to, like, there's no way that I can't not unlock Darth Vader on this one. And yeah, yeah, I played throughout the whole season and I finally unlocked it and it was so worth it. And then now I just, I never play as Darth Vader because he's just like huge and bulky and just really easy to to hit. Yeah, I see all the good (laughs) players use that, that skippy bunny that, that skips all around. It's like a bunny. No, I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I, uh... I don't really have like too too much of a main skin that I play with. I've got like an Indiana Jones one that I usually uh usually use that I unlocked a, a while back. But cool. and you I don't know. I, like I right? I work throughout the week and then I get the kids to bed at like eight nine o'clock and then sometimes I can get on for like an hour. So I don't usually play play too often. But um, it's easy to level up kind of more close to the end of the season because there's more challenges and you kind of just play the game and you're doing all these challenges and getting bonus experience for it without even realizing it so yeah it's that's so, uh that's, so that's cool. fun fun game that's so cool that you have freaking three little mini people that you made it's like it's such a cool thing to have you know like biggest like i all biggest thing i have right now is like a cat you know like i got this oh cat. i have a cat too i got i got this cat that i'm obsessed <laughs> with dude yeah like oh man i just i haven't really taken any big risks in life yet i'm i'm pretty worried about taking my my, my first big risk god like the biggest risk I've taken is like my cat likes to claw at my toilet paper. And like, so there's like these little holes in my toilet paper. Right. So then like when I go to wipe, I'm like, uh, is this going to like, cause I got all these cat cuts in my toilet paper. It's like, I'm not sure if I want to trust it, but I also don't want to throw it out. It's like, what am I going to use this toilet paper for? It's got- no, your cat's helping you out. That's extra grip on the, the yeah, toilet paper. That'll grab. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> It's like, uh, he's like, no, you're only getting the one ply. You need to double it up. And I'm going to put some, uh, yeah. some texture on here for you. Yeah, my cat's an engineer. My cat's an engineer. She's increasing the surface area of the toilet paper for more for more pickup. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Oh, fuck, forgot what I was going to say. So, um, shit, I mean, I think that's, I think we're pretty much at an hour. That might be an episode, man. I don't have my watch on me, but yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. I didn't. Uh, I I started drinking uh, quite a bit, and then I was like, "Oh right, yeah, I was supposed to do that uh, tonight." But you yeah. know, no worries. I'm always I'm always on my A game. I'm always up for for, sure. for a chat. I can tell, um, dude. Honestly, after this, always, uh, after this, all I want to do is gonna, sorry, I was talking over you. After this, all I want to do is basically come to Yorkton to do this in person, or if you're ever passing through Saskatoon. Uh, we should definitely, you can come to my, my studio that I have here, you know, my studio. Absolutely. And uh, we can do it a little bit more interactive, a little better. 
I, I didn't yeah, even I didn't even get into my list at all here. Um, a couple more questions for you because we're probably like closer to like fifty minutes than a full hour. Um, what did you think of that uh, that town hall with Donald Trump? Did it did it have you? La did you watch it all the way through or no? Yeah, I did actually. I watched I watched the whole town hall, and uh, you know you know like I I I said to you before I I don't think that they should have had. I think CNN absolutely dropped the ball on this because Trump is. Trump is somebody who is always on on his A game. He's always ready to go. You can it's very hard to slip him up. And this host that they had on seemed like she was very easy to slip up and I, I find that he talked over her a lot of the time. Yeah. Um because he was just able to. I like when he just um, goes she, she allowed him to. Excuse me. I like when he goes excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I find a lot, a lot of the parts too, where she's just like, there was no election fraud, Donald Trump. He was like literally already talking about something else. And she's yeah. just like, I have to mention that there was no election fraud. Yeah. It's just like, nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, sure. yeah. He walked all over her. And uh, yeah, you're definitely right about that. But you know, I guess it being a Republican town hall, I imagine that, I guess it was hosted by CNN. So I, I and I imagine that lady works for CNN, but the, the, he did do a good job. Yeah, definitely. I got to give him credit for actually doing it, though. Because, um, you know, one one thing that I did actually learn in broadcasting school, <laughs> whenever there are elections, if if they run a conservative election ad, by law, they have to run a liberal election ad. By law. And okay. they'll also have to run an NDP election ad. Um, they just have to, it's by law. They, it has to be absolutely even Canada has these crazy laws like that, that it's like, it, uh, like it don't even get me started on CRTC where 35% of the content that you hear on the radio has to be Canadian content, which means it has to either be a Canadian artist that does it. They, it has to be a Canadian artist that wrote it. It has to be recorded in Canada or, uh, God, I forget what the third one is, but it needs to fit two out of the four criteria. And it's like that with political ads as well. And it is nice to see that CNN is giving both sides a say. Because uh, if you're going to believe in free speech, you know, I think Anderson Cooper came on the next day and he was saying, we allowed him to come on. And and this is exactly how free speech, free speech works. It's he's going to say what he wants to say. You either agree with it or you disagree with it. And there's going to be people that watch that town hall and say, that was a brilliant man and there's going to be people that watch the town hall and say that was a complete idiot and why would i ever vote for him but he needs to be able to have that right to go on air and say that two, and two, two quick side two cnn quick, has to be able to do that two quick side topics here as you go uh anderson cooper i heard a thing that he is like a descendant of like a, a billionaire do, do you yeah and then um tucker carlson and don lemon did you hear about that at all? What do you think about that uh, with the whole them getting fired and stuff? I think uh, Don Lemon is going to end up fading off into the abyss. I don't think we're going to hear much of Don Lemon uh, anymore. If we do, might be years from now and it's going to be something very obscure. I think that Tucker Carlson is absolutely going to dominate online now. Now that he's, you know, he has the perfect opportunity to come out with this show, Tucker Unleashed. You know, totally. he's yeah. he's off the leash now. He yeah. doesn't have what uh, Fox News is saying. You can't say this. You can't say that. He can say what he wants. You know, similar to, to James O'Keefe that is kind of running the show that he gets to to put out what he wants to put out. 
So this Tucker part. Carlson, I think, is going to be he's going to do very well. I don't think that his career is at the end at all. And in fact, I think he, there's only up. Yeah, from, it's from where he's, he's got at passion. Right yeah, he's got passion. This is what I'll say about Tucker Carlson is um, if you haven't already seen his podcast, like when he went, he went on the Nelk Boys, which is essentially one of the biggest podcasts out there of young independents. Did a really good job. You know what I really, you know, when I, he got me and you can call it, you can call it, he tricked me or whatever, but consider me tricked then. I don't, I don't hate him. I don't think he is, was when, so he was on this podcast. Have you, have you, have you seen him on that yet or no? No, I haven't, uh, okay. I haven't seen so, the Nelk podcast at all. No, I know yeah. the Nelk boys. Yeah. Anybody so out they, there, go uh, check it out. Good, um, good work. Uh, so he's on there and he is openly publicly go, uh, saying he's like, they asked him, they go, do you regret anything? And he goes, my, my promotion of the Iraq war. And he, and he says, he goes, he goes to the Nelk boy, like, to one of the guys, I don't know their names. He goes, imagine if you did that. Like he was, he was authentically regretful and admitting it publicly when he doesn't need to, that he regrets that, which I think, yeah, I think, I, think moment, I saw that clip at that moment. I was like, this guy is, is for real. Like he's not trying to screw around. And, he wants the best. And his explanation of why he did it, I honestly believed him. I know that at the time he maybe would have been 35 or how, however old he was when he was reporting on that. But he's from a family of broadcasters or whatever. And he was like, he said that I honestly thought that the that the, the mass media was, was trying to do good at that time. That was why I followed orders. And then now he says that he doesn't feel that way, which is like, it's interesting. You can play both sides, but... I'm very excited to see his career. I'm surprised that from what they fired him over, I was very surprised. This is what shows you that essentially they can fire you whenever they want. Because what yeah, they fired him yeah. over was silly. I, I don't know how much you've looked at the details, but I mean. You know, I, I, th I think you really hit the, the nail on the head there with that is you, they really could. It could have been anything. They could have just found absolutely anything on Tucker to to get rid of him. Um, the... The real thing about it, though, is I don't think it's a coincidence that Don Lemon and Tucker got fired at the same time. Um, I think that both stations are prepping for a very major election that's about to come up, and they need to get a, some fresh faces on there. I just, I, I can't fathom, you know, Tucker Carlson, when I think of Fox News, that's who I think of. I think of Tucker Carlson. That's Fox News. I don't yeah. know if... Uh, I don't know how they like acquired. was Bill O'Reilly on Fox News. I feel like Bill O'Reilly yeah. was probably on Fox or yeah. I, I feel like Bill was more of a CNN guy. But I Bill, like, on... I don't even think about Bill O'Reilly anymore. It's I know it's they Tucker. fired him. Yeah, they fired him. What was his show called again? Uh, Bill O'Reilly's show. Oh, I don't. Uh, let me quickly let me quickly Google it. I don't remember the O'Reilly show, but show Bill called? was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really care for Bill, but you know, back then. I, I was also a, a liberal, so maybe if I kind of return to some of his stuff, but uh, um, it's just it's just it's just a shame. It's just a shame that they got rid of Tucker and and uh, I don't know who they could honestly replace him with. The numbers just dropped absolutely once uh, once he was gone, and and Tucker's numbers are doing phenomenal on on Twitter. He's posting videos that have like 15 million views on them. That's insane. so yeah. he's he's not going anywhere. Yeah, totally. I, I wonder why they, I just, I wonder why they did that, what their plan is. Cause like you said, who are they going to replace him with? How can you replace him? He was, he was a very good at what he did. 
why why wouldn't they want to endorse that? You know? Yeah, it's there's there's something something's going on. Something that we something's don't know on behind the scenes. Something's going on behind the scenes for sure. Uh, the O'Reilly is it the O'Reilly factor? Uh, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds right. Does that sound right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Oh, and this is uh so we're going to end it with this. Um, I just want to say thanks again for coming on. So the last question I kind of have for you. Uh, oh, sorry. Did you say you did watch the town hall or not? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, okay. So near the end, my favorite part was, and, and this is cause so again, I'm not, I'm not a supporter of Trump. I'm in the middle. Um, but like, I, I, I don't, I don't critique any leader. I just watch for things that are interesting. And at the end, he was talking about the Russia-Ukraine war, and I was just so happy as to how he was approaching it. Do, or, do you know what I'm talking about already, or should I? No, I can, I can agree with you on that. He was um, talking I... about how let's get it settled. He was talking about how he, he immediately started talking about how, how back when the Crimea situation was going on, and he was bringing up details about how he would have discussed this so that Zelensky wouldn't have put Putin in the position to do this and yada, yada, yada. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like, again, we are just compared. So I, I can't really comment on this stuff. I understand because it's so highfalutin, but like to hear, to hear him as a leader, talk about the war in that way, I'll negotiate to get it settled. War is bad and on and on. When people call him, they, people wouldn't expect him to behave that way towards the Russia Ukraine war, but that yet there it is. Do you know what I'm saying? That was one of my so, favorite parts about the whole town hall. People were absolutely disgusted that he couldn't say, well, of course I want Ukraine to win. You know, yeah. like it's, it's, they were just like, he couldn't say that. He yeah. couldn't say that he wants Ukraine to win. And you know, like, let's like sit in reality for a second. There's no winning. What, what is Ukraine going to win out of this? They're going to win Nothing. back their territory. Yeah, let's, let's speak no, in general. What do they win? Let's speak in generalities for a second. Ukraine is a, is a is a country that is essentially um, the San Francisco of Russia. Okay, like, are, are, do you? Are, are, I don't know how much you know about Eastern politics or geo whatever. That is, all the people who are too liberal for Russia essentially migrate down to Ukraine. They go more towards the liberal Ukraine area. There, there will always be a lot of strife between Ukraine and Russia. So to, to talk about like there's ever a solution is silly. Like Russia, that um, another thing, obviously I've seen lots of stuff on this, but like all their high officials talk about all the details and the shit. They, they need access to the ports. Ukraine controls the ports and to the, to the sea or whatever and all that kind of stuff. So that is why this is happening. Uh, it's, it really is too bad how many people have died in the, in the war because at the beginning of it, I thought that it was going to be done quickly. I thought that like, I know that Russia is trying to minimize the, the incentive. Their goal is not to go in there and drop bombs and just kill everybody. They were trying to make it a special military operation. And then I believe that the West spurring it and calling it a war every time you call it a war. And I mean, even Trump up on the stage, I guess he chose to call it a war. But like, it really is not good to, to whenever we started calling it that. It's just unfortunate. But. It's amazing the division between in global politics between the East and the West and like the authoritarianism versus democracy. I, like when I was, I didn't even realize that, that there was a disagreement globally, like amongst countries in, in such a deep way, you know? So. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's crazy what, 
your uh, media doesn't tell you and what yeah. uh, the CBC won't let you know what's going on. They all want, I, they want us I, to hate I feel Russia. like a lot of uh, a lot of it if anybody had had said anything negative about Ukraine, it was immediately um, just it was Russian disinformation. It was and I think that we we should be able to have a, a conversation about everything, about all information. Maybe it is Russian disinformation, then we need to be able to actually prove that. But if we can't, uh, I think we should be able to have a discussion about what's going on in, in both of these countries and what the motives are. But it is, it's, to me, to it's, me, uh, can, can you, I, you know, let me say a harsh motive because I can say it and maybe you can't or whatever. I feel like the motive is this, uh, Zelensky and I, I did see this on a thing, so I'm hijacking some other people's ideas a little bit here, but. Zelensky found a way to get roughly $500 billion into his pocket, which is more than his 25 million citizens pay in taxes, you know, in five years. So he made a decision. You know, what's crazy is that Zelensky used to be a comedian. Oh, yeah. And he's a fucking the president of Ukraine. I, I can't yeah. believe I personally can't believe that. So. Anyway, that's my opinion on that whole thing. I really, th I think it's amazing what's going on with the Ukraine-Russia thing and that people aren't, but you know, we live in a Ukrainian country, Canada, more or less. There's tons of Ukrainian Canadians, right? Like uh, Christy. Fr oh, I, I live in the heart of it right now. Um, the majority of people that live in Yorkton are Ukrainian. My wife's Ukrainian. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say like an easily like a good 70% of the people that live here are Ukrainian. Yeah. Um, if you know, like, especially like if you're white here, you're Ukrainian. That's yeah. basically about <laughs> it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So it's insane to be seen, to see the narrative on that whole thing. So anyway, with that, I will, I just like to say, man, thank you so much, Thomas, for coming on the show and, uh, thank you for your opinions. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'll be glad to come on any, anytime. All right. Okay. Well, so I'll just say that's, um, episode 62 Canadian talk out. All right. Thanks for listening, and any questions or concerns for the show, as well as voice recordings and voice messages that you'd like us to listen to, or advertisement inquiries, please forward those along to CanadianTalkWithStefan at gmail.com. Thanks. also have a website, stephanjackson.ca, where you can find a back catalog of all our episodes, and we're also on YouTube, where you can find the video versions. <laughs>